Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you, folks. Happy New Year. We hope everything is going great out there. Uh, with me, as always, my friend, my co-host, my fellow uh, Jesus freak, Stephanie Wesco. Stephanie, <laughs> what's happening with you? Well, good morning, Doug. I am doing well this morning. Um, I'm very thankful the weather has warmed up a tiny bit here, and so um, that's making it a little more pleasant to be out and about. Yeah. I, you know, I like good weather. I want to, it was raining, you know, you make a decision. So this morning I got up and got ready to do my usual walk and the stuff I do in the morning to get my head together. I walk, I read Bible, listen to Bible podcast, you know, the normal stuff that I do it real early because I still want to be able to put those 10, 12 hours in and at a decent time, be able to eat supper, you know, so I get up real early and but when I wake up, the first thing I always do is open up my iPad in my bedroom and look at the weather. And it, boy, I am so glad I didn't believe the weather report. You know, they had hard rain. That I, I just said, oh. you know what, I'm doing this. I came downstairs and it was a little bit of a mist, but about 20 minutes into the walk, I mean, it was nothing. And, you know, as the sun came out, uh, I was three quarters of the way done. I had, I guess about four or five miles. in when the sun started coming out this morning, it was just so pretty with that mist and it was a lot of fun. I, I thank God to have those moments of just, you know, alone with him, his word, just out there on the street. I actually ordered a hat with a light on it. Cause someone almost hit me the other day. It's starting to freak me oh, out a little uh, bit. Yeah. yeah. And I walk into traffic wearing a reflective thing, you know, and, there's still idiots out there. And I'm in, you know, my neighborhood, I saw two cars this morning. Yeah. I was going to say it's pretty low key. Yeah. <laughs> I, saw, I saw two cars all morning this morning. And, um, yeah, so, so that's going on, but you know, this thing with PTSD, I've been trying to think over the last year, the toughest thing on that I've been helping people with, with, you know, talking with people, getting to know new people, training people, doing those types of things. I'd say the biggest trigger last year was this Afghanistan thing. I thought about that this morning yep. while I was walking. I, boy, that, that, that trigger has set off so much. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, that's just been a huge trigger. And then these things going on in these different cities, you know, with people riding vans into people and, you know, protests going awry or whatever the case may be. And I, I think folks, you know, those of us who deal or have dealt with PTSD and as you get in victory, there's certain things you just stay away from. And, um, some things you can't stay away from and you can't stay away from life. You can't stay away from the way we pulled out of Afghanistan. But what we need to stay close to is draw nigh unto me and he'll draw nigh unto you is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and just get close to him. And that's what this is all about. We just want to get close to God. And with this new year, you know, this new year, some people make resolutions. Stephanie, are you a resolution person? Um, yes and no. I, I, I kind of don't like the letdown of when I don't complete them. Yeah. Uh, but 
my only resolution for this new year is getting back on my diet very, very religiously because I need to feel better and it massively helps. Um, if I'm, if I'm obedient to the plan. So, um, but beyond that, you know, I go to God with desires and requests for the new year and that's about as good as I get at new year's resolutions, you know, just asking God to, to make me a better mother this year, a better friend, a better, um, yeah, person that's glorifying to him. Yeah. And it's, (laughs) and I think that's kind of where probably a lot of us are at. It's just, you know, Lord, make me better. And uh, most importantly, I, I'm I'm just praying that my relationship with God continues to um, bring Him honor and glory, and that there's a much more close, uh, there's a closeness that's undeniable. And I think that's what I'm hearing in you as well. Just being a better, you can't be better without God. We can't. And I think it's really cool that we're able to talk to you folks about this. And thank you for being part of that. And uh, we hope that your family's well. I just can't believe that 20, you know, we're in 22. We were supposed to have like this two-week break and we were going to get rid of uh, this coronavirus. And that was in March of 2020. And and so I was thinking about that, too, as I was writing down, you know, that's another big, that's probably after you know, the craziness of the way we left Afghanistan, probably after the craziness of the way some of these uh, riots, whatever you want to call it, have happened. Uh, Protests turned into craziness. And and after that, I think a a really big item in the consciousness uh, of us, of people with PTSD, of people going through things is that of coronavirus. And, you know, people, the the worries that go along with that and the, the fear and uh, people wanting to be locked up at home and, and folks, I want to tell you the opposite, get out, trust God, move out, get things done, you know, follow rules that make you happy. That's fine, but don't lock yourself down in the house. And, uh, I'll tell you one of the great things I do every day, even if I have nothing to do outside of the house that day, one of the great things is just to get out and go for a walk, uh, just to do some exercise, just to talk to some friends on the phone, just to do your job. I don't know. And I was able to hang out with a, uh, a buddy of mine, a prior service Marine. Yes. They help him get through some things. And, and, uh, I think that's what it's all about, but uh, we'll just hop into the word of God. But before we do that, we have our knucklehead segment. And in 22, as in 21, we always start off with that. You might be a knucklehead if, and I've been using this constant theme, Stephanie, as you know, where, you know, you might be a knucklehead and also things that we don't say or do to people who have PTSD. So you might be a knucklehead. If you say to somebody with PTSD, just get over it. It wasn't life threatening. And, uh, folks, um, you know, I've been thinking about that. That makes you a knucklehead. That's something we don't say or do, but there's an alternative to that. And the alternative is I know you're scared because of it, but you're safe now and I'm here to help you out. So we want to give alternatives, and 2022. So that's where we're going to go with that. You're safe. Uh, I know you're, I know you're scared because of it, but you're safe now and you're with us and I'm your friend and I'm your family and I'm going to help you through that. So Stephanie, we've been cruising along in the book of Proverbs and uh, we're still in the 10th proverb. And what we decided to do is do a verse at a time. Cause as we go through this Hebrew poetry and uh, wisdom, you know, we've been seeing two sides of it. And, uh, in this verse, so so we're actually on the 23rd verse of Hebrews chapter 10 of Hebrews. Whew. I'm all right. I say Hebrew poetry, and I'm going to call Proverbs Hebrews for the next two days. And uh, the 23rd verse says, It is as sport to a fool to do mischief, 
but a man of understanding have wisdom. And, you know, I read that verse and I, I just over and over again in my mind, you know, this thing's going on, it, you know, to do evil is what it's saying. You know, it's a sport to some people. It's a, some people, you know, they're so good at it. They challenge themselves to get over on somebody. They, you know, they, they meticulously plan these things. These are the control freaks and, uh, you know, the narcissists, the, uh, the people who are out to ruin lives or mess with people or to prove, uh, they're better to someone else. And and it's like, you know, I'm going to conduct myself as a fool, uh, because it's, it's, you know, it's a sport to me. And I'm going to be evil and I can be more evil and I can ruin this person's life and I can make these things happen. And, 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 you know, then looking at that understanding thing, a man of understanding and, you know, the two sides, a man of evilness and a man of understanding. And, uh, it's almost like, you know, wisdom becomes to a sport to those who are understanding to those who are right with God. I, I mean, I don't know, Stephanie, what, what are you thinking of when you look at 1023? Well, I think there's a there's a a situation that just has gone down um, in the news of someone who thought it was sport to do mischief. And my son and I were discussing the whole scenario today, and and yeah, my heart breaks. Mm for the wife and the children and the family that suffers because one person chose to be a fool. Yeah. And, and very, very well-known case. I think we all know it. We've all seen it. Um, yeah. A family. But that's what I see. That's what I see when I read this. Yeah. That to a fool doing unspeakable, unfathomable, awful things is sport. Yeah. It's fun. It's it's literally um, like perversion becomes fun to them, to a fool. And to understand, I think when I read this verse, to understand that when you choose to be a fool and when you choose to make it a fun thing, when it's entertainment to you, when it's satisfying to you to do mischief, you're not just destroying yourself. A fool never just destroys themselves. There is always someone else that they are tearing down or destroying when they do this. Yeah. Any form of mischief. And I have been on the receiving end of fool's mischief. Yeah. yeah. And it's not sport to the victim. No. It's not sport to the person whose heart hurt. And to understand that this verse gives this contrast than a man of understanding, a man who looks at the word of God and says, God, I want to follow your will for my life. That man will have, that woman will have that wisdom from above that is pure and peaceable and gentle. And that list that we're given in the New Testament, that a man of understanding, a woman of understanding, a young person of understanding will, it says, this person has wisdom. It's, it's going to happen when you're seeking God and seeking to be like him. He will fill you with his wisdom and give you understanding for situations and for going through life. And so to understand this contrast that happens of the effects of a fool versus the effects of a man of understanding. And I think as we watch these scenarios played out in our lives or in our world where we watch the differences between a fool and a man of understanding. I mean, we see this in our government between this administration and the last. 
And there's so many scenarios where we have this contrast of a fool versus a wise man. And to understand that no matter what your role is in life, you are choosing to be a fool or a wise person. And to a fool, doing awful things is, is fun. Yeah. And if if <laughs> if yeah. you don't change your ways, you're going you're going to cause mischief. You're going to wreak havoc on people around you by your choice to be evil. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think, you know, the, the situation with it, this man, you know, married kids, part of a larger group, uh, come to find out that, you know, he had assaulted his sisters, possibly his kids. I mean, just, it's a real slippery slope. Uh, folks, when, you know, there's gateways to this type of activity. And, uh, you know, obviously the biggest gateway is not being saved. Uh, yeah. and, and, you know, then you find yourself, I guess, hooked up with pornography. And some people say, well, this is, you know, it doesn't hurt anybody. The stuff's already made. Uh, yeah, it does. It hurts you. Uh, hurt your relationship with God. And it also can be a gateway. Well, then all of a sudden you want prostitution. Then all of a sudden you want this. And all of a sudden. And, and it's not just molestation it's not just sexual that we're talking about here as we look at this we're we're talking about any kind of evil we're talking about the evil uh, of trying to hurt people with our words the evil of trying to hurt people with our actions the evil of of handicapping somebody someone you work with you know and say well you know that uh you know that john guy you know he just you know it it, it just People, it's a sport to some people. And if it's a sport to you, if you sit around and think about, hey, how can I do this and, and get back at this person? What's a better way to do this and things of that nature? It's become a sport to you and you're in a bad place. But well, the, and if yeah. narcissists, I think it's important to point out here that abusers, this is another way that you know beyond a shadow of a doubt an abuser is a fool because. I remember so many times when life would seem like it had finally gotten peaceful and one of the main narcissists that abused, quite honestly, that's just the way to put it, um, Charles and I, and it was a relative of Charles, um, but he would, he would stir up so much mischief and cause so many problems. And looking back, it just makes me angry because this is exactly what he did. It was sport to him. It was fun to him. It's what made him feel good. And that is the sign of a fool. If, if you have a person in your life doing that, get yeah. away from them because you do not want to be hanging around fools. Yeah. And, it, and, and we, you know, I know we've spent a lot of time talking about the bad side, but there's a good side of this verse too. And the good side is, you know, and, and this is what I wrote in my Bible. I don't know when, probably a long time ago, but you know, uh, strong people or wise people, you, you know, they, that perform feats of music and, uh, you know, constructive work and artwork and stuff. They practice at it. They work at it. They, they make sure that that, that becomes who they are. That's their identity. And, and wise people have to do the same thing. We have to work at it. And I mean, that's exactly what we're doing right now. We're working at it. We're in the word of God. We're looking at God. We have to work at wisdom. We have to work at, uh, you know, exuding wisdom. What we put in comes out, dear friends, what we put in our minds and uh, what becomes part of our lives. And, and for that, even that small moment of time comes out of our lives. And, and so I think that verse and, 
I think we need to remember the good side of that is we need to, the wise, we need the wisdom exercises. We need to be studying the Word of God. We need to be transforming our lives. We need to be reading the Word of God. We need to be practicing wisdom with our family. And, you know, sometimes some of the easiest people to hurt in your life are family members. And that's so sad. Yeah. Uh, but they're some of the easiest people. I mean, I had a, a man tell me not too long ago, just a few days ago, I was on the phone with him. And he's just, his battle with PTSD is... Uh, you know, it's well documented in everybody else's battle with PTSD, really. You know, a man who's been through what he went through in Afghanistan and so on. Same kinds of things. But what makes a difference and what this young man said to me is, you know, I've decided I, this isn't my life. I'm not going to be the textbook PTSD person. I'm going to be the textbook uh, person who believes God's word, who sells out for God's word, who trusts God's word who looks for wisdom, who uh, instead of flying off the handle, instead of misunderstanding my wife, instead of getting mad at my kids, I'm going to stop some conversation, ask some questions. I'm going to initiate love. I'm going to initiate good things. I'm going to initiate compliments. I, you know, I'm going to live a life that's contrary to way, and this is what he said, the way my dad raised me. And the way I'm coming out of this PTSD, I, I, I'm not that person. I don't have to live a life of uh, not being great with my wife, not being great with my kids. And, and I think that's what we're seeing in God's word. And I, I think it even goes to another step here. As you look at verse 24, it says, the fear of the wicked, it shall come upon him, but the desire of the righteous shall be granted. And boy, I like that. I like that verse a lot. And yeah. you know, the, the wicked man or woman, they know, uh, that they're not right. They know that their accountability is coming. They, you know, they live in fear of that stuff. And, 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 and so, you know, the, the fear that they have, the things they live in, it's coming. You know, God is not going to leave things the way they are. It, it's coming and they live in fear. It may seem right to, you know, exercise our evil, to be the person to get one up, but you know, what, what kind of life are we living? We're living a life of fear, but then the second part of that verse, which I, I really think we need to talk about a little bit, is but the desire of the righteous shall be granted. You know, there's with God, uh, God and righteous go together. God and yeah. foolish does not. You know, again, yeah. they're adamantly opposed. We, you know, I'm continuously saying that they're polar opposites. And, and so how does, a, uh, how does a guy or a gal, uh, you know, going down the street, uh, married, kids, whatever it facet you got in your life, son, daughter, uh, husband, wife, you know, father, mother. I mean, how, how do we, how do we eliminate evilness? I mean, where does, where, where do we go? We know we go to the Bible and then how do we put that to work, Stephanie, in our lives to eliminate evilness, to be that person that's righteous, to be to that person that has optimism, that's filled with hope, that has that godly desire and knowing that God's going to grant things in our life. How do we get there? How do we go from, man, I messed up with PTSD. Man, my day's not going well. Man, I haven't treated my wife or husband right. Man, I, you know, my dad was like this. My husband was like this. My wife was like this. My mom, whatever. You know the deal. Yeah. How do we well, stop the I cycle? The, yeah. I, I look at um, Psalm 119, and it says, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? by taking heed thereto according to thy word. And then David said, with my whole heart have I sought thee. Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. And the solution to breaking a generational, 
I, and I use that term loosely. I don't want it to you to feel like you have a curse on you, but yeah. sins, there are sins of the fathers that seem to be perpetuated by the children choosing to not stop that cycle. And I remember hearing my husband beg God to stop the cycle with, you know, in our home with my children. Now they're my children. Um, he's in heaven. But I remember begging God to do that. And I think there's a massive key when someone makes a choice that, no, I'm not going to, I am not by God's grace. This ends with me and you are who you choose to be. You are not defined by your father, by your mother, by anybody else. Do they affect us? Do it? Does every relationship have an effect on us? Yes. But you have a free will to choose to honor and glorify God. You have the free will to choose to be a wise man, a wise woman, and to understand that when you make that choice, like David did, to say, with my whole heart, I'm going to seek you. God, don't let me wander. The desire of the righteous shall be granted. As the end of verse 24 says, God hears those cries. And he says in James, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. It's a promise. It's a promised effect um, if you make that choice. And that's the key is making that choice that I'm going to seek after God with all my heart. And it doesn't mean you'll be perfect. It doesn't mean you won't stumble and fall sometimes and have to get back up. But the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and you know, I think, you know, I think we, we just have to uh, go to God and make that decision and follow God. And, and we're going to mess up. I mean, we're going to mess up and and we have a responsibility too to stop it in our lives to say, Hey, you know, this is unacceptable. If somebody's doing us wrong, if someone's close to us, if somebody's within that circle, you know, there's, there's some people that are just stuck there. They, they just get stuck and they never let God completely help them through that craziness. Like I, I know a lady and she had been in a, like many of us and, and no judgment at all, but she had been involved in a promiscuous lifestyle for years and, 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 and she got saved and she got right with God. But for some reason, uh, like many, uh, people, she can't let go of that last lifestyle. She just continues to, uh, you know, bring it up. Well, the reason I do this is because of this. The reason I'm this way is because of my mom. The reason I'm this way is because of this. And, and, and gentlemen, ladies, you know, uh, there's a place of accountability and it's right now it's today. There's a place of accountability. And I feel bad for these pastors, missionaries, um, you know, these men and women serving as missionaries around the globe. These, you know, these ladies who sit back and watch their husbands get abused in the ministry and their kids. And I know how hard it is to choose wisdom, but I know this for sure. I know that God always uses that. And I know that at the end yeah. of the day, when people look back, I can look back at people in my life, pastors, wives, and missionaries, and these missionary ladies out there just doing what they got to do. And let me just say this to you. Always choose wisdom. Someday we're going to look back. This is just a temporal gig we're in right now. This comes to yeah. an end. I know we went a little long today, but remember, this is just temporary. We got this temporary gig going on. It's, it's not long term. You know, um, it, you know, our life's about a vapor. So be around people who edify you and lift you up. And don't be ashamed of people who edify you and lift you up. Don't, don't hide uh, those great people you got in your life and what they're doing and, and, uh, and celebrate 
friends, celebrate family, celebrate those people who celebrate God and, and make that part of your 2022. But listen, we love you guys. I hate to bounce out so quick, but we went a little long, but tomorrow we're going to be right back here in that 10th proverb. We're going to be moving along. You don't want to miss the whirlwind information that's coming up next in verse 25. And uh, know that we're praying for you. Please pray for us. Listen to every word Brother Eric has to say over with our production team. And uh, he wants to talk to you about how you can know for sure you're going to heaven. Well, we certainly do love you. Please look for us at Helpful Wounded Spirits and drop us a question or something. We'll be glad to get back to you. Thank you very much. May God bless you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.